Welcome, everybody. Let's talk real estate. Your weekly BS with Barry Saywitz about the current commercial real estate market here in Southern California. As we take a no BS look at both sides of the issues driving this market today to find the best solutions going forward. With our man right in the middle, Barry Saywitz. Hey, Barry. Hey, good morning, Paul, and good morning to all of our viewers and our listeners out there. Thanks again for tuning in. If it's Tuesday, we're talking real estate. I am Barry Saywitz, president of the Saywitz Company and managing partner of Saywitz Properties. And if there's one thing I've learned in my 30 plus years of doing this, it's to surround yourself with experts, gather the best information and make the most informed business decision. And we hope to provide some people with some additional information today that will help make their day better and make them a little smarter. So that's our goal. Before we get going, I do want to do a shout out, a couple of things. Number one, I want to congratulate the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs on their both big wins over the weekend, and good luck to both of them in the Super Bowl. I also want to do a shout out to my father, who is having some minor surgery this morning, so we wish him well and a speedy recovery. So with all of that said, I'm excited about our show today. Our guest today is Diane Pritchett, who is the Executive Director of the South Coast Metro Alliance, based here in Orange County in the South Coast Metro area. Area. And so, Diane, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Barry. Yeah, so we've known each other for a long time. You are a longtime resident of Orange County, longtime contributor to the business community here, not only in the South Coast metro area, but Orange County as a whole, and, and been involved with a number of charity organizations, business organizations for a long, long time. So you know the drill and have seen the ups and downs in the real estate market here in Orange County. I want to go back to when you first got going and gotten involved in this. How did you get involved with uh, what is now today's version of the South Coast Metro Alliance, and how did it come to be? Well, many years ago, I was working in the sales department at the Weston, and I uh, decided I was going to go over to the sundry shop across the park and uh, get a pack of gum. I ran into Henry Sagerstrom, and we got to talking, and uh, at the time, I was working on a Christmas package that had a horse-drawn carriage taking the guests from the west and over to South Coast Plaza. And I wasn't getting any response from South Coast Plaza. So I mentioned the uh, package to Henry, and he thought that was a great idea, just like New York City. So he said, do you have a little while to walk with me? And I didn't, but I said, sure. And so we walked over across the street to Copa de Oro, which is now Mastro's. And he said, "Let's, let's go in. So we went up to the mezzanine area of Copa de Oro, and there were three or four young ladies in very short shorts painting a mural around the, by the ceiling. He said, let's just go up here and just see how things are going. And so the Copadero manager came up and said hello to Henry, and we later left and uh, walked across the California scenario and saw Clara Falkenstein, and she was working on the Sun Ribbon. Anyway, he said, let me drive you back to the hotel. I said, well, it's just across the street. I can really walk. He said, no, 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 let me drop you off. I said, sure, okay. Well, the next day I get a call from South Coast Plaza. We love your idea of that Christmas package. Let's go ahead and do it. And then a couple of months later, I get a call from Jim Henwood, the general manager at South Coast Plaza, and he said, I'd like to meet with you. Henry uh, would like to see if you're interested in marketing South Coast Metro. And I said, okay, let's try it. So I left the Weston. I was in the property management office over at uh, Two Town Center, and I had a pad of paper, a pen, and a phone, and that was it. And there were four gentlemen who were supposed to be helping me. Jim Henwood was one, Torrance Sagerstrom was another, Chase McLaughlin, and then also Jim Heaprink. And so these gentlemen were to help me 
figure this all out. So they said, okay, well, what we want you to do is we want you to go and talk to other property owners in the area. I said, there's only one. It's Sagerstrom. They laughed hysterically. I knew I was in trouble right then and there. They said, no, no, no. There's Arnell. There's Trammell Crow. There's Trans-Pacific. There's Sakioka. And so they said, we'll help you. We'll go with you. So two of them went with me. After that, they became very busy. So I decided that if I was going to fail or succeed, it was going to be on my terms. So I ended up, I made one call to Vic Boyd, who was at the time building South Coast Executive Center. And I gave him my metro pitch. And he goes, Diane, really, why should we get involved with the Alliance? I said, honestly, I don't know. I haven't quite figured this all out yet. And he ended up being one of my presidents. Great guy. So when the Alliance was formed, a lot of the office buildings were under construction and in the process of being built. And this is uh, what time? From this, this is, is probably about 1984, 85, late yeah. 80s. So market's booming at that point. Exactly, exactly. So the whole purpose of the Metro Alliance was to market the area to attract businesses to relocate into the office buildings that we were building. Yeah. And, and that's still the case today. However, today we're also marketing it to visitors and arts patrons and potential residents. And back in the day, it was really a group of office building owners and Seegerstrom with the mall. There wasn't much else in terms of diversity as far as multifamily or, or other things that were going on. But today, it's, it's certainly much bigger than that. But the South Coast Metro Alliance, for those who are not familiar, is a an area around South Coast Plaza, which encompasses part of North Costa Mesa and South Santa Ana. Right. right? And, and so I remember, I mean, you tell me, but I mean, I remember people didn't want to call it Santa Ana. They didn't want the Santa Ana zip code for some of the building owners. They wanted a fancier name. And then secondly, they were trying to draw people to an area as opposed to saying, I'm relocating my business to Santa Ana, which at the time had not as good a connotation as South Coast. Right, exactly. And actually, there were boundaries. And I actually found the boundaries in a newspaper article after I started about three weeks into the job. And so I thought, maybe we should drive this. So one of the boundaries is the 55 freeway, then MacArthur Boulevard to the Santa Ana River, and then the 405, and then the 73. I got back to the office, I thought, because I thought South Coast Metro was just the mall. South Coast Plaza, the Weston, right. South Coast Repertory. And when I realized it was much bigger, I closed the door and I was hyperventilating. I thought, okay, let's just take this a little at a time and figure out exactly what is in this area. So I always thought, too, that Henry just sort of made up the South Coast Metro idea and said, here, here we are. Let's include these guys or not include these guys. Who actually set the boundaries? Was it? The Henry. Ca- he did. Henry. Yeah, so yeah. I was right. So. Yeah. Well, in fact, I found a quote that Henry made in uh, fall of 1981. And he said, South Coast is a term that has been applied to this region for as long as any of us can remember. The word metro, on the other hand, means a developed area of particular consequence. It must have offices, high-rise buildings, shops, and cultural attractions, all well above the norm, and the excitement of striking architecture and interesting spaces for people to enjoy. If an area is to be truly metropolitan, it must offer places for people to walk, to enjoy the out-of-doors, to be refreshed by works of natural and man-made art. That was 1981. Yeah, he was an innovator, for sure. And that's what it is today. Yeah. It's amazing. And so today, let's fast forward, right? It really is all of those areas, which now includes 
I mean, it really does, while they're not necessarily as active, some industrial, light retail, the hotels, the mall, the high-rises, the multifamily, it's all the above. It is. It is. And I think the, the heart of the metro is South Coast Plaza. It is such a high-end luxury retail destination. And then you have the Sagerstrom Center for the Arts. That's the heart of the metro. Yeah. But I think what we're seeing more now with, with the multifamily coming into the area, we have over 100 restaurants. Not fast food, over 100 restaurants within a one-mile walking distance of South Coast Plaza. Yeah, well, so now you have very high-end restaurants like Amastro's, like Horton's, what used to be Scott's Seafood, which is now Water Water Grill, right? And so some of the best restaurants in the county are really located there. And then the attraction, I know, but for the viewers out there, is if you have a high-end business and you want to be located in that area, there are plenty of amenities for your employees, your customers, and uh, the prestige of being located there. Absolutely. And the ability to walk. You don't need your car. You can walk wherever you need to go. And no different than Fashion Island in Newport Beach. The idea that I can have my office near a bunch of amenities and my folks can walk and go get out and get some fresh air. Maybe not this morning because it's freezing cold here in right. Southern California, but but normally uh, you would get out, get some fresh air, and, and be able to enjoy what's around you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so as the Metro Alliance developed, the alliance, as I understand it, for those listening, is a conglomeration of businesses. It is a nonprofit organization for certainly the betterment of all of the players or the members, if you will, in the group. Yeah, it is a nonprofit corporation, and it involves um, the office property owners, the hotels, multifamily property owners, major businesses like Experian, First American, and we all work together to jointly market the area. And we also, over the years, develop relationships with the police departments, the fire department. We have a business police partnership, so we, we can address issues with the police, such as homeless, graffiti. And then with the Costa Mesa Fire Department, we partner on a disaster preparedness training that we offer to any business in the metro. So if there is a major earthquake and the employees may not be able to leave the area and get home, those employers will know how to take care of them and what to do. And how are the cities, so it's really, it encompasses two cities. It's Costa Mesa and it's St. Anna. We've had the mayors of both cities on the show here. In fact, uh, last week was the the mayor of of Costa Mesa. Mm -hmm. How supportive are they of the organization and the joint effort in the marketing, or are they more focused on their own city, or are they, you know, part of the program? I think all of the above. They're very supportive of what we're doing. We work with them. We have meetings with their planning departments. Yeah. We meet with the city managers. We're having a lunch in February where the two mayors and a city council member will be joining us and talking about issues that they will be addressing going forward. So I think we have a very good relationship with them. When businesses are looking at relocating into the South Coast metro area, either from other parts of Orange County or from outside the area, is there a vehicle other than yourself with the the pitch of explaining to them, here, here's what you're getting into, here's the benefits, here's the amenities, and here's why other people are here? Um, is there a structure or you lean on some of the key players in the group to sort of help when there's somebody looking at coming in the area? We work as a group. Obviously, people will be looking at the area and asking where they should go or where they should live or work, and, and then they may be referred to me or if they come to me, I may refer them to the 
property manager or the leasing person yeah. kind of just work as a team yeah i mean you've thrown out a, a bunch of names earlier they're all uh, old school guys that were well established when i first got in the business and some are not with us anymore and, and some have been with us forever it really that south coast metro area and a lot of those buildings were sort of that was the hub mm-hmm. uh, back in the 80s those were some of the first uh, high rises that was my first office in orange county was like i was telling you it was in the imperial bank building which is the big big black building the park tower now uh and i used to go walk across the street to go to south coast plaza that was the big amenity right right oh yeah oh yeah so let's fast forward so COVID hits right so <laughs> has to be quasi disaster for all of these businesses because you're they're in high-rise buildings they're in retail centers and then a lot of the members are restaurants and other retail service oriented businesses that really got hit hard with covid whether shut down completely or just just massive distractions from what's going on somewhat of a ghost town i suppose i mean what, what were you doing at the time well at the time my offices are in south coast plaza village and on march 16th 2020 security came over and said south coast plaza is closed the village is closed and i said does that mean i have to close and they said no you can stay open but i was the only car in the parking lot and all the restaurants all the hotels were all talking about what do we do right how do we stay alive some of the hotels shut down for a while others were operating with four people yeah the manager the director of marketing a housekeeper and an engineer and they were hoping for business. And the restaurants, we really realized that when our office buildings are full, the restaurants do well, the hotels do well, the apartments do well. It was never more evident than 2020. Yeah, scary, spooky. It was really scary. And when I drive home and go by South Coast Plaza with no cars in the parking lot, yeah, it was creepy. You get a sense of how the president feels driving around when all the streets are closed for him right? because there's nobody <laughs> on the road. But it is creepy in the fact that basically all of these businesses feed off of each other. And then if if one is struggling, or in this case, all are struggling, it's certainly a challenge. And so now you fast forward, right? I went out to dinner over the weekend the, to a restaurant in South Coast Plaza, and the place is packed. And there's a line out the door, and now they have waiters, and now they have hostesses, and they're back, right? I mean, you'd look at it, and you'd look around the room and go, hey, it's fine. Yeah. It, well, all, it all costs twice as much as it used to, but it's fine. Right? Right? <laughs> and the hotels. Last year, was they did incredibly well. Incredibly well. South Coast Plaza, $2.2 billion in sales. It, it's just amazing how well everybody is doing. And so what do you hear from people now? And, and I guess I'll break it down because it's really the retail guys the hotels and then the office and the multifamilies four sort of groups so start with the office because to me that seems to be the piece that's still struggling it is um i've gotten the property managers together of the office buildings and they're indicating that out of their the entire employee base 30 40 maybe 50 percent are back it's mostly three days a week remote two some businesses however are saying to their employees we want you back four days a week yeah so I think the employees are coming back slowly. At our last meeting, we were talking about the fact that maybe we thought that by June, by summertime, the majority would be back. And some of the property managers seem to think that that might be even sooner, could even be April. 
in South Coast uh, metro area in the South Coast Alliance, you have a lot of Fortune 500, a lot of Fortune 100 companies, law firms, accounting firms. And so those seem to be the ones that are sort of struggling the most to try and get their people back as opposed to the smaller you know, business owners where those people are a necessity, you sort of have to have them in the office. And so that gets back to just the whole struggling of the office market in general of trying to rent space or people needing less space or different space because they have a different dynamic going on, which which causes the office market to continue to just sort of putter along, right? Right. And a lot of the businesses are just kind of on hold, waiting to see what happens with the economy. Yeah. Will there be a recession? Are we in one? I think as a business owner myself, it's hard to do long-term projections. So, you know, if your rental rate was cheaper today than it was pre-COVID, let's say, because I could make a better deal... The problem is a lot of businesses can't take advantage of signing a longer-term lease because they don't know where things are going with a recession, with employee base, with how much space I need. So they just default to doing a shorter-term lease, Mm -hmm. which doesn't give either side the stability, landlord or tenant. And then if they wind up coming back and the market does recover, then the tenant winds up just paying more at the end of the day. Uh, And from the landlord's perspective doesn't really have long-term security, has to come back and fight another day fairly soon. Right, right. Well, and interestingly, I've noticed that the uh, employees that are coming back seem to be the younger employees, the 20 to 30-year-old employees. Interesting. And I know when I was in my 20s and 30s, the people I worked with, I played with. And so it was more of a socialization. And I think with the younger employees coming back, I think they want to be together and they need to be part of that corporate culture and mentored and so it's kind of interesting to see them come back yeah we'll see how it develops Mm -hmm. so then let's shift gears to the hotels i I say hotels are back i mean there's people there's you know full staff and uh the prices to stay there are all up as a result of many things but it seems like the hotels are doing fine they're doing great in fact just a little story in august of 2020 we have a lunch set up with the directors of marketing from the hotels And so I said, I emailed and said, do you want to meet for lunch out on the patio at the Silver Trumpet or do you want to Zoom? And they came back and said, oh, it doesn't matter. So I sent them an email saying, the majority of you want to have lunch on the patio at the Silver Trumpet. Out of the 10 hotels, nine showed up. The last one was a director of marketing from the Hilton. She comes to the patio, sits down whips off her Hilton mask and starts twirling it, saying, do you remember when they said, burn your bra? She said, I want to burn this damn mask. Well, that started that lunch. Everybody was talking and sharing how they'd been through this incredibly difficult time. Business travel was off. Nobody was staying in hotels. And they left after that lunch so happy. And so I thought, you know, okay, the hotels are they're going to be fine. And last year, again, they were business travels becoming coming back. And so people come to the hotels, then they go out and shop, they mm-hmm. go to South Coast, they go to the other retail centers all around. I was over there, my tailor's over there uh, right off of Bristol and Sunflower, and that parking lot was completely full. And yeah. I asked him how his business was, and you know, he said, I'm okay. Right? Yeah, so. yeah. The one problem they do have, and I think the restaurants as well as hotels are having, And other businesses, they're hiring people and they're not showing up. Yeah, yeah. I think there's still a challenge of that across the board of Mm -hmm. getting good employees, stable employees, employees that appreciate their job, 
I guess that's just going to be an ongoing challenge yeah. as we go forward. So now let's look forward, right? I don't want to dwell in the COVID because it's just negative energy, right. but we're trying to get out of it and trying to avoid the recession. And so now that's the new thing looming over everybody's heads, right? You can get a booster. People are not getting as sick. Nobody's dying left and right. And so, but now you have inflation, certainly everybody feeling it, and you have the threat of a recession and you have serious issues with the economy from my perspective. And so what are people saying going forward in terms of whether they're preparing for that or they're just living in the moment, trying to just make do with what they've got? I think for the most part, they're living in the moment and not really sure about what is down the road. Because I think, look, if you go into a recession, the first thing people do is they stop spending as much. Right. And then that affects retail right out the gate. And it affects restaurants. And exactly. it affects hotels. Right. Not there now. But that will be how it hits. Yes. Yes. And so it'll be interesting. You have your finger on the pulse in talking to these people that are in the trenches to really see how it goes. If they start to feel a slowdown, you'll know it's coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, then you have to decide what you're going to do to help promote. Right. So, yeah, A, hunker down. B, marketing becomes even more of a key because I've got to get creative. Right. 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 And, and we were talking before we got on the air with the multifamily. What do I do if the phone's not ringing as much? Right. right. The office folks are dealing with that now. It's not ringing as much. And they got it. The only creative thing is I can drop the rent or I can offer more concessions. And I think with the multifamily, they may be faced with the same if it gets to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the multifamily, they have been doing great raising their rents over the past couple of years but now we've noticed that there is a the leasing has slowed down and they are reducing their rents somewhat providing some concessions but still they're 96 percent occupied right and that's what you were mentioning to me is that so even though it's slowed down uh, as an owner of a multifamily I'm not hurting because my vacancy is not horrible. Right. Right. Versus a mom and pop guy or a smaller property owner. If you had four units and two of them were empty, that's 50% vacant. Right. If you have one of these bigger apartment complexes and, you know, you have two, three, four hundred units and I've got a few empty, it's not going to make or break your world. Right. 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 And so, I, I, you know, I, I think that the multifamily will slow down to the point where you're not seeing each deal more expensive than the next. At the same time, if you're a renter, it's still not going to be so cheap. I yeah. mean, just, your, your rent's going up and it's an expensive place to live and you have to figure out a solution. And buying a house for many is not an option these days mm-hmm. for many reasons. Uh, and maybe not, if it is, it's just not an attractive one with interest rates where they're at. So people default to renting. Right, right. Well, and you know, in South Coast Metro, we have apartment communities at every kind of price point. We have some of the older communities um, and then the newer ones like House on House. Yeah. So there's something for everybody in the metro area. Yeah, and I think it's just a question of shopping around if yeah, you're a tenant and try and find something that makes sense for it. Yeah. And so for 2023, here we are, right? Uh, last day of January, uh, New Year's is over. In terms of looking ahead, what kind of discussions do you have with the folks on your board and the members that you have in terms of for the rest of the year? Is it, hey, look, keep up the marketing. You know, we, we need to stick with the program. We cannot get soft on what we're trying to do here. Um, is it, hey, look, we'll just take it as it comes and see how it goes. I mean, what's, is there an, uh, an overall sort of strategy? I mean, I think, you know, the, you got to continue to grow and you got to continue to always be on your toes. Right. From my point of view, we're going to continue to grow. I'm talking to Andrill. They just yeah. moved into the LA Times printing facility. Right, right. 
and uh, talking to some of the other larger organizations out there. I think we continue to market and market aggressively as much as possible. Also reaching out to the brokers. We do e-newsletters. We have a broker buzz that we send out. I get it. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. And uh, we try and keep it short and sweet. Uh, And positive. And positive. (laughs) Yes, yes. And uh, so we're looking at other ways to reach out to the brokers. I know that they're everybody's inundated with emails and so i'm going to be reaching out personally to the brokers i uh, will still have some lunches like we have i miss the, the days when you used to give away porsches and rolex watches <laughs> and lobster and steak Those were, what were you drinking uh, it was the 80s right hey, this is true the 80s was a totally were, different time pretty good for a lot of reasons but they were uh yeah i don't do that anymore <laughs> now you get you know cracker and cheese and i know i know and in terms of new businesses coming into the area, are you still seeing some of that? I think so. And I think what's going to be interesting, too, is with Andrill. You know, when Orange County started, there was Rockwell, there was uh, Parker Hannafin. Fleur. Fleur. A lot of government defense kind of businesses. And I think it's going to be interesting with Andrill now. How many vendors? Yeah, I think you're going to see more people come and follow. I do, too. I do, too. So it'll be interesting to see how that might change Yeah, Orange and, County. And I think, look, the I'm curious your thoughts, but the, the, the longevity of Orange County is a desirable place to live, is a dot on the map that people want to come to, whether it's for the beach in the summertime or to try and live here if they can afford it and if they can, you know, uh, uh, have a place to, to work and, and live in the area. It's, you know, I mean, I don't know, it's top 10. I mean, it's, Absolutely. it's on everybody's list. So I think that that in itself is going to continue to be an attraction. Oh, I business. do too. Well, and also the uh, apartment homes are saying that new residents are moving from L.A. Yeah, a lot. A because lot. Well, and, and look, as, as expensive as we think it is to live in Orange County, when you compare it to L.A., it's still cheaper. And when you compare what you get versus what you get in L.A., it's a better value. And it's it's beautiful. Yeah, and less traffic. And less traffic. Now, that was one of the benefits of COVID. There was yes. no traffic. A little more traffic. Now. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you that. But yeah. And so in terms of just a general consensus going forward, uh, for 2023, continue on an upward trend and, yep. and looking up. Chin absolutely, up. Yeah. absolutely. And so, how can people reach you if they want to find the South Coast Metro Alliance website? Uh, uh, how do they get more information? They can look for our website. It's southcoastmetro.com. They could call South Coast Plaza and say, "Where do I find Diane Pritchett at South Coast Metro Alliance?" And they have my number. And then, isn't there a big flag that says Diane works here? Right? I mean, you still have that. <laughs> I think I do. Yeah, yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, good. I told you when we started it would go quick, and it has, and we could probably sit here and chit-chat all day and catch up. But right. uh, we're going to move on to other things. As just a final note for the South Coast Metro Alliance, it is a conglomeration of businesses. It is a central place for people to live and work. And I've watched it grow over the last 20 or 30 years. And, and I, you know, as someone who's in the area and doing business, I appreciate all the hard work that you've done over the years in trying to push that forward. And I know uh, Henry appreciated it when he was around and it helped make his dream come true. So thank you for all you have done and continue to do. Uh, I wish you much continued success and uh, to all the businesses in South Coast Metro Alliance. And I appreciate you coming on the show. Well, thank you. Thank you for the invitation to be here. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I've enjoyed it. We're going to be back next week. 
week. I'm Barry Saywitz, president of the Saywitz Company, and you've been listening to Let's Talk Real Estate. I want to, uh, again, thank all the folks here at OC Talk Radio for helping to put the show together. And once again, we'll see you next week on Let's Talk Real Estate. Thanks for tuning in. have it you've been listening to let's talk real estate your weekly bs with barry saywitz about the current state of the real commercial real estate market right here in southern california on orange county's only community radio station oc talk radio streaming live from our studio here at the university of california irvine's beale applied innovation center